Welcome aboard. This is your Captain Johnny. And first mate Jess, thank you for joining us on our chaotic journey through fan fiction. This podcast will contain adult situations and themes. I would strongly suggest using caution when listening in public. But what do I know? We do not own these stories or characters. They're just along for the ride upon the ships of chaos. Hello, Chaotics. This is Johnny. And this is Justina. How's it going? It's going really good. I've got some happy news. Okay. Uh, So I spent Cinco de Mayo at my mom's house because we had margaritas. Mm -hmm. Went Mm. back home the next day. Guess what I found underneath my dresser? A margarita? A litter of kittens. Oh, kittens. But so did there, you know? Were you expecting I, kittens? I was expecting kittens, but I thought I had at least another week or so. Oh, how many? There are four, so we have new babies in the house. Oh, so sweet. That's so exciting. So. So, so what, what are they, like a week old now? Almost? Uh, almost a week old, yeah. Oh, so sweet. The pup, the dogs keep trying to play with them, and I'm like, no, they're too no, they small. Just, they're way too small. They are little jelly beans right now. Yeah, they're like this big. Oh, <laughs> sweet. Oh, I love cats. I wish, I'm like deathly allergic to cats. My throat closes up, I get hives. Mm. But they're so cute, and I'd love to cuddle up with one. <laughs> And touch uh, the little jelly bean toes. Yeah. Oh, cats are so sweet. So that was a good Cinco de Mayo present. That's, um, you'll never forget Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what color are they? Uh, we have two orange tabbies, uh, gray and white, and a black one. All black? All black. How cool. I don't know what I'm going to do because I don't like giving black cats away and I already have three cats. Again, I'd offer to take it because I love yeah. black cats, but I'll die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My throat's already starting to close. That's up how I got Cinder because I couldn't stand to give a black cat away. <laughs> Maybe one of your siblings. My siblings live 12 hours away. Mm. <laughs> Well, maybe somebody, somebody, you know, will take them. Black yeah. cats are so sweet. Maybe but it I'll, is, it is scary to try to give them away. Maybe I'll ask my surrogate brother who lives here. Yeah. So, but, so how was your week? Uh, my week's been uneventful, just working a lot. And that's my excitement. I don't have any kittens. My dogs are assholes. You, I hear you had a good Mother's Day. I had a good Mother's Day. It was uh, quiet. Yeah, it was just uneventful. I drank a lot of coffee. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not exciting this week. <laughs> so, so. Um, this is uh, episode two of uh, season two. Yeah, yes, yeah, so we'll be going to chapter two. So on Archive of Our Own, this fic was in even five chapters and it's split really nicely. Uh-huh. So if anybody is reading along, we didn't have to cut any chapters. Weirdly, they're all as they are on archive of our own. Yeah. So um, nice. I will try to keep up on 
putting the chapters up on archive of our own. Uh, last story, Radio Tower, our, the author, little Hyper Lil Noi, was wonderful enough to update the archive of our own for us. So <laughs> we were spoiled. We were spoiled. So uh, I, I, st I need to put uh, our one shots up on archive of our own, I realized. So I'll do that this weekend. Okay. Okay, so well, should, should I start summarizing last week? Yeah, are you ready? Are you ready, ready for your very first summary? Yes, I'm excited. Okay, all right. Okay. Hit us with it. So we find out that Hermione was dating Cormac, that horrible, horrible person. Horrible person. And he broke it off with her. Mm -hmm. And she found out that he broke it off with her so that he could play the field with pretty young blondes. Yep. Uh, see, Pansy was is working in New York as a fashion designer. And all her clients are saying that she has no real life experience and that she needs to get some more perspective. So she is very upset. So they decide, uh, unbeknownst to either one of them, that they're each going to try to rent like do a home exchange thing for the wizarding world and they exchange homes and when they get to each other's homes they're like oh crap it's Hermione oh crap it's Pansy how did we not know this okay and so Pansy decides to get drunk on Hermione's best wine which she thinks is swill yeah and Harry Potter shows up Harry and they decide to go out. We don't know what they're going to do yet. And then Draco shows up at Pansy's place to realize Hermione's there and that Pansy had left without telling him. Mm -hmm. And he invites her to like, uh, was it a baseball game? Yeah, a Yankees game. A Yankees game. And she agrees to go. And I think Draco and Hermione was first and then Pansy and Harry were second in the yeah. timeline, but then the story, the chapter ended. So that's my the chapter ended. Yep. I mean, it's unimportant, but a Malfoy is a photographer in New York now. Oh. Yeah. He's a Forgot that. Um, but I think you covered everything. Oh, and, yeah. and on the fan art, Lucky Blue Smith is Draco. Oh, look. Yep. <laughs> uh, I think. Is there a fan art for Pansy and um, Harry? I think they as they are, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. That was awesome. Good job yeah. on your summary. You did way better than I ever did. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thank you. All right. Let's get into chapter two. You ready? Yay. Okay. <clears throat> for reasons, Hermione couldn't quite fathom, she found herself pacing the kitchen of Pansy's loft, wringing her hands as she waited for Malfoy to arrive. She hadn't seen the man in years, never mind the fact that they had never had a... Oh my gosh. She hadn't seen the man in years, never mind the fact that they had never shared a civilized conversation before, and she couldn't wrap her head around why he had invited her to a baseball game. Even if he simply had an extra ticket in the face of Pansy's sudden absence, surely he knew other people who would want who would want it. Shortly before he was due to arrive, a knock sounded on the door and Hermione froze, her eyes darting to the entrance. It wasn't too late to back out of the situation if she simply didn't answer. 
that's how I feel every time somebody knocks on my door. Yeah. <laughs> if I stand frozen, I'm not home. <laughs> but Malfoy had been pleasant and polite the day before, and if she was honest, curiosity had, be, had been driving her spare ever since. Hermione smoothed her slick palms along her jeans before tugging the door open, fixing a smile onto her lips. Malfoy leaned against the doorway, dressed in the same leather jacket and baseball cap from the day before, and his gray eyes slid up to hers, his lips tilted with a smirk. Hello. <laughs> That's Malfoy's work. <laughs> Sorry. What's the actor's name again? You just said it. Lucky. Lucky Blue Smith. He's a, Lucky. He's a model. Does he have a smirk? Like, um, Tom oh, Belton yeah. Does? does he? Hello. Hello. Uh, I'm working on it. <laughs> Hello. For a moment, he stared at her before he added, I half expected you to cancel on me. Right. Well, Hermione responded, her voice a little breathy as she stepped back from the door. He followed her inside, slipping his hands into the pockets of his jeans. Nothing else to do, I suppose. His smirk broadened, of course. Objectively, Malfoy had always been attractive, especially after he grew into his sharp features. But there was something about seeing him a little scruffy and disheveled that made him seem less of all the things she used to hate about him. Less of a prejudiced, conceited bigot, prone to looking down his nose at the masses. She would find out today whether any of that still held true. Can I offer you anything? Hermione asked, waving a vague hand towards Pansy's cupboard. It was more of a cursory offer than anything, as she hadn't even learned where everything was yet. Which is funny because Pansy's like all up in her alcohol business anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But Malfoy's eyes flickered down to his watch, an elaborate silver timepiece, which probably cost more than a vehicle. And he said, we ought to go soon. He eyed her for a moment longer before reaching into his pocket. I got you something for the occasion. A gift. Malfoy had brought her a gift. He enlarged the item, holding it out to her. It was a baseball cap, branded with a New York Yankees emblem to match his. He reached up, arranging it atop her loose curls. His gray eyes lingered on hers briefly before he stepped back. You need to represent. (laughs) Hermione found her mouth dry. Thanks. Best to operate, he responded, as if there was nothing out of the ordinary about the situation. Swallowing back her nerves, Hermione nodded when he offered a hand, slipping her fingers into his. He gripped her hand tightly, twisting her stomach into massive knots, and moments later, he whisked her away. Um, it's, so it's not like, um, like a pairing jump? Is it a time jump? It's a time jump. With our noise. (laughs) If Hermione thought the idea of attending a baseball game with Draco Malfoy was strange, the actual execution of it was borderline surreal. He sat beside her in silence, gaze fixed on the game, and lips pursed. Finally, he broke the awkward tension between them, glancing towards her. Pansy hates baseball. Then why did you get two tickets? Hermione asked, feeling humor tug at her lips. Malfoy clucked, clicked his tongue, 
because <clears throat> I don't like to come alone, and she knows it's the only way to convince me to watch base basketball with her. Interesting, Hermione mused, eyes tightening when his stare lingered on her. I'm having a hard time believing that you and Pansy Parkinson like muggle sports. He shrugged, removing his hat and sweeping a hair through his pale hand before resituating it. There aren't as many Quidditch teams here to watch as there are back home. So you've swapped Quidditch for baseball? Something like that. Hermione settled into her seat a little more, relieved that they wouldn't be spending the entire game in stony silence. What brought you to New York anyway? Uh, I have to say, to be fair, Quidditch is kind of a cross between like basketball, baseball, and cricket. And a little bit of hockey. And a little hockey. bit of hockey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Quidditch is just all around. Yeah. So. And also, do you think there is a like a Makusa team? Probably. They probably, like, there's like an Irish team and a Bulgarian team. We yeah. know that. And there's probably a French team. They probably, and there's probably an American team that they like, they just have like the Quidditch World Cup. Right. Kind of yeah. Like, yeah. I guess it would be easier though to see all those teams in like England, Scotland, because they're all like clustered yeah. right there versus like America where you would have I mean one. America has a soccer team. They just never make it to the freaking world world cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we won't talk about that. <laughs> it might be a sore subject for some I mean, people. <laughs> Canadian can't Canadian. Canada has a a Canadian team, you know? Canadian. Yeah. But, like, Europe is, like, the center of soccer. And I, mm -hmm. I kind of think, like, Quidditch is probably the same. Europe is, like, the center of Quidditch. And there's other teams around the world, but they're just not as enthusiastic in those parts mm -hmm. of the world. That could be it. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm not much of a sports expert. No, me neither. When I was in Italy, though, I got the pleasure of going to a... World Cup game between Italy and Spain, and it was so much fun. I think sports, because I hate watching sports with my husband on the TV, I think sports are just more fun when you're in person, because you get, like, the hype of everybody that's actually excited for the sport. Oh, my God. No, nothing is more fun oh, than going to a hockey game. That's true. I love hockey. <laughs> so. that, I mean, it's, it's true. It's just it's a different, like, environment when you're there. And going to a live baseball game, there's just nothing like it. True. Still, that would be the last on my list. Yeah. <laughs> Baseball's a little boring for me, but. Oh, you've never Still. seen a no-hitter. Oh, what? I've, you've never seen a no-hitter. What's that? It's where, like, um, one team just kind of, like, shuts out the game and the other team, like, makes no hits whatsoever. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't watch it that often but I'm sure that gets intense it gets intense yeah yeah so <clears throat> all right let's get back to the story back to our broadcast <clears throat> if the question crossed some sort of unspoken boundary his expression didn't show it but even so he hesitated for a moment before answering pansy moved here just pansy moved here after the war I came to visit for a while and he shrugged, taking a swig of his beer. 
let's just say there wasn't anything for me in England at the time. I've been here five years now. I don't imagine I'll stay here forever, but now it's not bad. Fair enough. Are you laughing at me? No, I'm laughing at the idea of Malfoy drinking a beer. Oh, sorry. In my head, because I read a lot of Harry Potter fan fiction, I'm picturing it being like a butterbeer, but also I just remember they're at a New York Yankees game. <laughs> He's probably drinking something like a Budweiser. A Budweiser, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, <clears throat> fair enough. She rolled her face towards him, offering a tentative smile. And did you already have an interest in photography, or was that something you picked up here? pre-existing, but it wasn't anything more than a hobby. His eyes searched hers for a moment and her stomach flopped before she glanced away. I suppose there would be lots of opportunities for something like that here. Idly, she wondered at the life of a photographer in New York City, fashion designers and runway shows and beautiful, glamorous models. But Malfoy gave a non-committal shrug. If you know the right people. Judging by the hissed conversation from a group of women who eyed him from several rows back, Hermione could only assume he knew some of those people. She couldn't quite reconcile this version of Draco Malfoy, who enjoyed face baseball and wore a leather jacket and jeans. But the flicker of curiosity she had felt since their chance encounter the day before escalated and royal, roiled within her. <clears throat> Yesterday, she hedged. You said you didn't want to be a fashion photographer forever. I don't. His eyes darted towards hers with a single shouldered shrug. But it works for now. Granger, working in New York is so much about the name you build for yourself. I've been fortunate to work with some of the best. <clears throat> the words lacked the conceit she might have expected from such a statement, a mere offering of a truth he had come to know. But his gaze slid away. I know that look. It isn't all it isn't all you're expecting. It isn't, it isn't all runway shows and supermodels, she asked, her voice carrying more of a teasing note than she'd intended. Malfoy fired her a look, his brows unimpressed. His eyebrows unimpressed. <laughs> uh, I'm laughing at myself. I mean, you look yeah. confused. <laughs> I, it was the joke inside my own head. I don't there's that, but I can't imagine you believing anything is all glamorous. She bristled, not quite understanding the statement, when out on the field, one of the batters swung at a pitch with a great crack, and Malfoy shifted forward in his seat, clenching the empty seat in front of him. As Hermione watched the baseball soar through the air and overtop the fence at the back of the outfield, the crowd went up with a roar. Malfoy only offered a slow, crooked grin and said, that, Granger, was a grand slam. I was raised by muggles, Malfoy, she responded, rolling her eyes. I know what a grand slam is. He didn't falter, only nudged her shoulder and said, just checking. I guess that's a question I would have, though, because baseball is very American. Mm -hmm. How much would they know of it in, like, England, Scotland, Ireland area? Like, would okay, she... Well grown up watching it there is baseball in other parts of the world but um it reminds me in this time like right when the last movie was coming out they did like a interview and they asked him about football 
and all all the uh actors were giving like goofy answers just to mess with the interview the the interviewers yeah they're like uh yeah there's like uh this ball shaped like a lemon i think (laughs) (laughs) and they're like you make goals (laughs) you have like the the halfback and stuff like that like they were giving like off the wall answers like yeah off the wall answers and like the interviewers like you can't like know that little about football and they're like no we know football pretty well we're just messing with you <laughs> so i just stereotyped it they, stere- they were stereotyping football just to mess with the interviewer because i think it was like uh during they asked him about it was during what was it the super bowl and they were asking them about what they know about football and they were giving goofy answers. <laughs> so I, I'm thinking like they, Hermione probably knows about American sports like baseball and football, but like she probably has never been to a game. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. <clears throat> Hermione wasn't entirely certain why her stomach twisted up at his touch. His stare lingered on her as the smile faded from his face, and after a long pause, he said, just between me and you, Granger, even the runway shows and supermodels get boring after a while. Surprise flickered through her. She assumed Malfoy would love that sort of thing. Snagging her bottom lip between her teeth, she dared ask, so what would you rather be doing? Malfoy stared at her for a moment longer before flagging down a man walking by selling popcorn and he proffered a muggle note from his wallet. He ate a piece, tilting the container towards her. Despite herself, Hermione smiled and popped a bite between her lips. You're here for two weeks, right? He asked. Hermione nodded slowly, and his lips curled into a secretive smile. Maybe I'll show you before you go home. Hermione gaped at him, gaped openly at him, at the insinuation that they might actually see one another again while she was in New York, and at the suggestive tone to his voice. Her face flooded with warmth and she glanced away, turning back towards the game. Curiosity aided her, but she only shrugged. Sounds good. She could still feel his stare on her as if he could see through her, and it left her feeling raw and vulnerable in a way she had never anticipated. When she caught his eye again, his smile had softened into something entirely different. Thanks for coming with me, Granger. Thanks for the invitation, she said with a brisk nod. And might I add, you aren't anything like I remember. Sadness pulled at his brow. No, I can't imagine I am. So quietly she had to strain to hear him in the dim of the stadium. He added, maybe you'd be willing to accept today as peace offering. I'm sorry for the way I treated you in school. Disbelief flooded through her, but Hermione only stared at him, wondering at the person he had become. Okay, Malfoy, I appreciate that. Blowing out of breath, she swiped a piece of popcorn. Fresh beginnings and all that? His tease grinned. His teasing grin returned. I'm all about fresh beginnings, Granger. When his shoulder brushed hers again, Hermione wasn't certain whether it was accidental or on purpose. I'm shooting on location the next few days. If you want, once I'm back, I'll take you to some of my favorite places in New York. Places you won't see as a tourist. Hermione gazed at him, searching for an ulterior motive. He had been one surprise after another. 
At last she smiled, her words honest as she'd said, I liked, I'd like that. She couldn't quite fathom the way he made her feel, the warmth in his stare and the soft curve to his lips as his eyes met hers. Uh, but there were, but there was no sense in dwelling on it when she would be returning home in less than two weeks. If nothing else, it would be nice to know someone else in such a large, bustling city, and one less ghost haunting her from the past. <sighs> okay, so now we have a pairing change, and we're going to go see what Pansy's up to. <clears throat> Pansy answered a knock at her door, distracted by a book of sketches in her hands. Her eyes swung up to her visitor, and she wasn't entirely surprised to see Potter on the stoop brandishing a bottle of wine. She released a breath of relief. Much better. I'm tired of Granger's swill. Well, you drink it all, Potter quipped, so you don't need to worry about it anymore. Pansy elbowed him in the ribs, but Potter only drifted into the cottage as if he lived there, and maybe he sort of did, knowing how close he and Granger were. Pansy hadn't bothered to ask, but while she had learned he worked in England as an oar, he obviously wasn't unfamiliar with Ireland. She fumbled in a drawer for Granger's corkscrew, one eye still fixed on her drawings as she frowned. Did you draw all these? Green eyes landed on her from where Potter stood at the dining room table, covered with an array of loose sheets. Some were old designs that would need to be tweaked, and some new ones she had come up with since arriving in Ireland. Most of them would never see the light of day. Yes, she huffed, pouring two glasses. Although the last time Potter had been by several days prior, they had developed to, no, devolved to drinking straight from the bottle. There's no harm in making an effort at propriety. Propriety? Propriety. Propriety. <clears throat> she could feel his eyes lingering on her as she carefully stacked up her drawings and set them aside least they end up drenched in wet red wine. She could remember Potter being distinctly clumsy at Hogwarts. <laughs> but if she was honest, the man before her was hardly recognizable as the boy she remembered. The thought caused the thought caused color to creep up in her throat into the cheeks, into her cheeks, and she took a swig of wine. How how closely was she watching Potter in Hogwarts? <laughs> I mean, how could you miss him? No, but... <laughs> Center of everyone's attention. Yeah. He's the chosen one. <laughs> I am the chosen one. Yeah. Whack with the book on his head. <laughs> These are really good. His expression was serious as he flipped through her careful stack, peering closely at the designs. This is what you do in New York? Pansy offered a brisk nod. I have a clothing line. Gazing... Gazing at her over his glass, he asked, what the hell are you doing here then? If it had been anyone else except for maybe Draco, who already knew everything about her, she would have sneered in their face. But there was something about Potter, and he had seen that darkest part of her life. He had more right to be angry with her than anyone else, yet his interest seemed genuine. So Pansy slumped into a seat at the table, schooling her expression. My most lucrative buyer wouldn't purchase my last collection, said it was too stiff. Potter's brows flickered. I don't know anything about fashion, but I think they look great. Despite herself, a smile curled her lips 
at his naive interpretation of the situation. Thanks, Potter. The flush deepened in her cheeks and she was grateful for the wine as an excuse. Anyway, he told me to go out and get some fresh experiences. He snickered, setting her drawings aside. So that's what this is? Pansy only stared at him. I think it's a good idea, he said with a shrug. If a change of scenery is going to inspire something better, why not try, right? Merlin, what was it about the man? I suppose so, she drawled, unable to quite meet his penetrating gaze. Potter ducked his chin, taking another swig of wine. If this is what you can do when you're uninspired, I have faith. Her eyes snapped up to him then, but try as she might, she couldn't infuse her words with any disdain. You don't know anything about me. You're right. Clearing his throat, he leaned back in his seat, then cocked a single brow. Perhaps making the effort is a mistake then. She glared at him. That isn't what I said. Look, Parkinson. Potter waved his wine glass. I told you I'm not holding anything against you. If you don't want me to come by, I won't. But something tells me you could use some company. Why do you think that? She asked, voice dropping to a whisper. He leaned in, his face cautious. I know enough about you to know that you're strong. I could also tell you're dedicated to what you're doing, enough to throw yourself into your work and disregard everything else. His throat bobbed with a swallow as he glanced away. And maybe I just recognize a bit of myself in that. So you want the company. A teasing hint of a smirk tugged at her lips. He didn't respond but took another deep swig of wine, and he rose to refill his glass, topping hers up as well. She expected him to dance around at dance. <laughs> she expected him to dance around it, but at last he said, I find I enjoy your company. Pansy's heart leapt into her throat. He pressed on. Six months ago, my fiancé left me. It's fine now, but the only person I've seen outside of work is Hermione. Wait, wait, wait. Ginny left him? I don't know, and I don't know if we find out who this fiancé was. <laughs> is it wrong that I really like the stories, I get off on them, of the stories where Hermione, not Hermione, Ginny and Harry break up because she's like, I'm going to be a Quidditch star. I think I love women now. <laughs> I cannot, honestly, I did. I cannot like the fact that Ginny and Harry ended up together because she was so into Quidditch. I cannot see her taking a break from Quidditch just be a just to be a mother. Yeah, and because she is too strong of a character, and Harry is a cop, basically. Yeah. So I just, I just, to, to see them together just felt wrong to me when the story ended. Yeah. It was also kind of weird that he was her like childhood crush. Uh huh. Like, you usually grow out of those, especially since he became like one of the brothers. Like, yeah. Still like a weird situation. Yeah. Nobody falls in love with their like soulmate at 11 years old. Yeah. No, it's gross. You don't even know you're at 11 years old. You change. Yeah. You've got ch ch changes coming. Yeah. So maybe I'm just too much of a cynic. I don't know. I just disagree with 
Yeah. She who should not be named. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, back to the story. Back to a lighter note. So his fiance left him. Okay. Because you threw <clears throat> because you threw yourself into your work and disregarded everything else as if it would make the pain go away, she whispered, uncertain whether she was breathing. When he brandished his wine glass, Pansy only clinked it with her own. Emboldened by his honesty, she announced, This is the closest I've come to returning home since I was 18. She had expected judgment in his stare. What she found was understanding. He spoke his tone deceptively light. Is it time? No. She shook her head, hesitating. I don't know. It's your call, of course, Potter said, swirling his drink. But I think you'll find the barriers you've built up around it aren't as concrete as you think. England is still reeling, if I'm honest, even a decade later. But I think people would be more accepting than you realize. Hansy snorted, uncertain whether she wanted to go any further down this path. Not my parents. The moment I set foot on English soil, they'll try to marry me off. The Parkinson name has been dragged through the mud, and the best way to remedy that is with the right connections. His expression faltered before settling into a frown. You're what, 28? Shouldn't that be your decision? She didn't answer him. Potter flipped absently through her sketches once more his gaze lingering on the an elaborate formal gown she might attempt to sew if she ever found the nerve. And so you went off to New York to make a new name for yourself. Yes. <clears throat> Lifting her chin, she met his gaze. Parks is one of the only things in this life that I can claim as mine. I understand. And she could tell he did. Here's what I think, Parkinson. Potter gazed at her for a long moment giving her the distinct impression that he could see through her as if she were paper thin, as if a good breeze could sweep through her. It left her feeling vulnerable in a way she couldn't quite understand and wasn't exactly comfortable with, but she remained silent as he leaned forward across the table. I think you're in pain and you don't know what to do next. He lowered his voice and said, and I think you're going to accomplish anything you set your mind to and chart your own path in life. Separate from anything else you think currently defines you, but it's okay to let other people in. Her throat felt thick, her eyes stinging as she held his eyes. At last she whispered, thanks, Potter. And as an afterthought, she added, I do have other people. I have Draco. When Potter's face tightened, she hastily added, as a friend, he lives in New York, too. She couldn't explain the impulsive need to clarify, but for the way Potter's green eyes seared through her. Buddy snickered, looking away at last. That's where Malfoy ran off to. (laughs) What do you, what do you think, like, Harry's probably like, I wonder what hole he dug himself into. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just laughing at the fact that he's even concerned where, where Malfoy went, like, honestly. I can't imagine him even caring. In- well, maybe when he saw Pansy, though, he started like, oh, I wonder where this dude went. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay. Pansy opened her mouth to speak, freezing as she sucked in a breath. I didn't tell Draco I was leaving. Her eyes widened with mirth as she clapped a hand over her mouth to stifle a laugh. He was meant to come by for some photos a few days ago. An incredulous 
look crept across Potter's face until he threw his head back with a laugh. So you're telling me her Malfoy, her Malfoy, <laughs> her Malfoy. <laughs> so you're telling me Hermione's run into Malfoy of all people on her trip to New York. Boom, nailed it. <laughs> a wry twist curled Pansy's lips. I can only imagine how that went. Potter snorted, rubbing on his eyes. Knowing Hermione, Mer- Merlin spare them both. <laughs> that was so hard. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> so back to Hermione. <clears throat> New York was an overwhelming place, Hermione soon realized. Even though she had lived near London with her family, and then within the city itself for a few years after the war, it didn't have anything on the bustling chaos that was New York. She spent her days roaming the city, strolling the museums, and experiencing the history. One day, she ventured towards the magical side of the city, which was wildly alive as its muggle counterpart. As fascinating as the city was, Hermione didn't know if she could live here for any real length of time. Idly, she wondered how Pansy and Malfoy cared for it. Okay, so just had a thought. Wouldn't it be funny to get into the wizarding portion of New York? You, like, go to the Statue of Liberty and, like, tap on her toe. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, yes. (laughs) You, like, have to hit her toes in a certain order. (laughs) That is a weird thought, Justina. (laughs) Having a weird day. Oh, okay, so completely different from the story. Okay. I've decided to take voice acting classes. That's cool. How do you do that? Uh, You, like, I I looked it up online. They're, like, $500 for, like, three classes. Okay. So, but, like. It's all online? Yeah, it's all, all online, but I'm looking to see if I can find a place near me that can do it in person. Because I want, I like, I, I'm, I think I'm okay at my voices, but I want to get better. Um, I think I need this because <laughs> I'm not good at voices. <laughs> I need the, the, I need to take like 10 of those classes. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm just going to take the intermediate class and see how it goes. I need like kindergarten voice classes. Yeah. But um, I, I mean, taking the be- beginner classes and see how it goes. And yeah. then decide whether I want to continue. Oh, definitely let me know. Okay. That sounds, that's exciting. I can't wait to hear all the voices you can do. Yeah. Uh, oh. She spent her days roaming the city, strolling the museums, and experiencing the history. One day, she ventured towards the magical side of the city, which was wildly alive as its muggle counterpart. Part. <clears throat> as fascinating as the city was, Hermione didn't know if she could live here for any real length of time. Idly, she wondered how Pansy and Malfoy cared for it. And if she was honest with herself, she found herself thinking of Malfoy more than was probably proper. He had said he would be working on a photography shoot for several days, and she wondered whether it had gone well, whether he still wanted to show her around when he returned. She still had a little over a week in New York before the home exchange would end and she would return to Dublin. Alone in such a large, thrumming city, she experienced a few flickers of homesickness. Hermione wondered how Harry had been holding up without her at home. She'd been hesitant to leave him alone. She knew he still struggled some days with Ginny walking out of his life. 
Jenny. Oh, Jenny. She, she knew he still wondered what he had done wrong, but she would see him again soon. And as much as he, she enjoyed Pansy's loft in New York, she would be happy to return to the comparative peace of her cottage outside Dublin, except for one niggling detail. Hermione startled from her thoughts at a sharp rap on the door, unable to quell the anxious leap in her chest. She squared her shoulders and swung open the door. Malfoy stared at her, a smirk lifting his lips as his gray eyes warmed. Hello. He wore jeans and a patterned button-down. The crisp sleeves rolled to his elbows and bearing the lean muscles of his forearms. <sighs> she, if she didn't know better, she might have thought him to be one of the ambiguous. You, okay. or is it ubiquitous? You bit you. Ubiquitous? Ubiquitous models. Okay. If she didn't know better, she might have thought him to be one of the ubiquitous models in New York City, the way his clothes fit as if it as if made for him. That's why we keep her around. <laughs> Did you hear that, Mom? Thank you. <laughs> He'd forgotten the baseball cap and his blonde hair was swept into a stylish crown atop his head. Hermione felt color suffuse her cheeks as Malfoy's lazy stare traveled from head to toe. He dropped his head into a tilt with a murmured, you look lovely. Hi, she breathed, 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 thank you, and uh, so do you. The air between them felt intense, and she added a hint of a smile. I've been to the shops. The corners of his eyes crinkled. You look very New York. When he only continued to stare at her, a secretive smile playing about his lips. Hermione blew out a breath and shifted out of the doorway. Come in. I wondered whether I was going to stand on the threshold all day. He snickered. Her cheeks flared with color as Malfoy slipped through the door and pressed it shut behind him. She couldn't escape the heat from his stare and cleared her throat. Can I get you something to drink? Sure. As she peered into the fridge, feeling the cool air wash across her face, Malfoy came up alongside her, grazing a hand across the small of her back. She felt impossibly warm at the innocent contact. He reached around her for two bottles at the back of the fridge, flashing a grin. These are mine, he said, cracking the top off one and pro-offering it to her before opening the other. She couldn't tell whether he'd done it intentionally to save her the money that would be deducted from her account by using Pansy's drink. Maybe he simply wanted to share his own. But she smiled and took a sip, leaning back against the counter. The bottle contained some sort of refreshing fruity ale with a pleasant zip on her tongue. So Malfoy's like a beer drinker now. Yeah, it, so it sounds like uh, Zima. What's that? Okay. What is Zima? Zima is a grapefruit, fruity, like beer slash alcohol. Okay. So wine cooler? Yeah, like a wine cooler in a in a tin can. Oh, okay. Okay. So I just Googled it. It does come in a bottle now. Oh, it does? Okay. Yeah. Looks like a glass bottle. That's why it reminded me of a, a wine cooler. Yeah, it's, it's like a uh, grapefruit flavored. Mm. That's good. Yeah. 
She wondered whether it was a wizarding liquor. Liqueur? Liquor? Liqueur. Liqueur? Thank you, she said quietly. This is delicious. When he leaned back alongside her, his hip nudging hers, she asked, how was the photo shoot? It went well, aside from the creative director trying to override everything I did and the models refusing to cooperate. That's well, she asked, flashing him a grimace. It sounds like a hassle. His lips twitched. That's well compared to some. He took a swig of his drink. What have you been up to? Making the most of your trip, no doubt? Trying to, she said with a bit of a titter. New York is, oh no, New York is very overwhelming. It can be. Snagging her lip between her teeth, Hermione glanced at him. What did you have in mind for today? Malfoy shrugged his lips. God. Malfoy shrugged, pursing his lips. We could do low-key if you like. Lunch, maybe a bit of exploring. Hermione nodded, feeling grateful for the low-key after the past few days, but then he added, I'm going to a runway show tonight, extra couture. No pressure, but I could bring a guest if you like to come along. Will you be working? She asked, a frisson of nerves chasing through her. She wasn't the couture, fucking I hate this word, couture Couture type. I am not couture. Neither am I. I am yoga pants and t-shirts. Yeah, jeans and a t-shirt here. No, no, he said, meeting her gaze. Just watching. If you want to take in the New York fashion experience while you're here, this is your chance. He planted a hand on the counter behind her, uh, his arm grazing her side, and he chased through her at the innocuous contact. If she knew what was good for her, she wouldn't let herself get in any deeper. But she flashed a smile at him. It sounds wonderful. When his answering grin ignited butterflies in her stomach, she knew she was in trouble. Okay, I think he's doing it on purpose. What? Touching her? Yeah. (laughs) It's entirely too many touches to just be, like, accidental. Yeah, he's grazing her side, putting a hand (laughs) on her back. Back. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So time jump. Her afternoon with Malfoy was more than Hermione expected. He took her to a wonderful, intimate spot that served the best tapas she ever tasted, and they shared a series of plates while discussing things of little importance. After lunch, they strolled the back streets of a neighborhood she hadn't seen before Malfoy led her towards a quiet park. The sun was warm overhead, and she shrugged out of her jumper, feeling his gaze linger on her for a moment before he glanced away, squinting into the sun. So, I have to say, one of my favorite descriptions about people in fashion is in the movie uh, The Devil Wears Prada, Mm -hmm. and how uh, Meryl Streep just goes off on Anne Hathaway talking about how um, you think you're uh, immune to fashion when everything you're wearing was specifically chosen for you. You know? That's after she kind of changed her persona, right? No, that was before she changed her persona when like only, it was only like her second day of work and she was like that sweater, those jeans, she's like, we, those were all made for people exactly like you think you're free from fashion, but- Uh 
everything you're wearing was chosen for you. That's right. Yeah, that is good. You're right. Yeah. I mean, my favorite. Everybody has their own sense of fashion. Yeah. I mean, my, I may wear a t-shirt and leggings on a normal day, but when I want to dress up nice, my favorite thing to wear is a back, backless dress. And I know, like, I may not be the most fashionable person. I don't really care all that much about fashion, but I know that everything that's made is made for somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, I know how yeah. to dress when I want to. <laughs> yeah. So nobody's free from fashion. It's a really good thought. Yeah. So she may not think she's a a couture person, but she's something in fashion. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I I had that thought as you as you went away. Was this your uh, bathroom thoughts? (laughs) Okay. It was my walking to thoughts. (laughs) You can edit this. That's fine. Okay, we're almost done. Yeah. After lunch, they strolled the back streets of a neighborhood she hadn't seen, but before Malfoy led her towards a quiet park. The sun was warm overhead, and she shrugged out of her jumper, feeling his gaze linger on her for a moment before he glanced away, squinting into the sun. You haven't told me why you wanted to get away from home, he drawled at the at last. Hermione hesitated, thinking back to the conversation weeks ago wherein Cormac had told her She wasn't long-term material. The sting of the breakup had waned. They hadn't been together all that long, but the words lingered. As if sensing her doubts, he slipped his hands into his pocket and said, you don't have to share. It's not my business. Wringing her hand, she said, my ex left me for a 20-year-old. Your ex is a fool. His eyes snapped up to hers, a hint of coldness she almost didn't recognize anymore. A muscle feathered in his jaw. And you're better off. Taken aback, Hermione breathed. Thanks, Malfoy. Realistically, she knew it to be the truth. She had been swept up in Cormac's words, but Hermione was glad she had seen his true colors before she ended up in too deep. But still. He said it was never meant to be a long-term thing. Apparently, he forgot to tell me that. Malfoy clicked his tongue as he settled onto a bench in the park. Hermione slipped into the seat beside him. I'm no expert, Granger, but you seem more stable than most of the women I know. It sounds to me like your ex just wasn't ready to settle down, and he ignored your true value. Heat flared within her at the words, at the way he slung his arm along the back of the bench, just behind her shoulders. Another almost accidental touch. (laughs) But it still stings. Uh, Yep, I missed one. Thanks, she said again, casting him a look. It wasn't really that serious. I'm not pining after him or anything, but it still stings. She sank back against Ella. I just need five minutes, girl. Tiny humans. Sorry. It's fine. She's hilarious. She sank back against the bench. Yeah, I suppose so. As he shifted on the bench, his thigh grazed her own, and he propped the other ankle across his knee. Look, Granger, I don't know you that well, but one thing I've always known about you is that you don't take shit from shite from anyone. I've always sort of respected that about you. He fell silent, contemplating his words. 
her stomach twisted at the admission. And I know you're not going to let some insecure piece of shit make you feel like less than you are. Hermione swallowed, emotion welling within her as she sought comfort in the warmth of his presence. She offered him a wry smile. You're right, I'm not. His eyes darkened. Good girl. Just briefly, his arms slid down the bench to curl around her shoulders. He gave her a quick squeeze before retracting his arm. You're definitely coming out with me tonight. End of chapter. Good girl. Good girl. Kind of sexy in a Malfoy kind of way. Oh, I would love if Malfoy told me good girl. I'm usually the dominant, but I would let him dominate me. Yeah, yeah. With his leather jacket and jeans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Th- this is turning out to be a cute little story. It is cute. It's not, it will, we'll get a little raunchy. Maybe not raunchy is the word. It'll get a little hot in here. But I, well, it's just a sweet little fix, especially after Radio Tower, which had us like crying most episodes because it's just intense and, and on the edge so much going on. Yeah. I figured we needed a little rom-com in our life. <laughs> yeah. So, and um, uh, I haven't chosen a one-shot next for when this is over, but I will. Okay. We have uh, three more chapters, so. Three more chapters, yeah. Get on it. <laughs> yeah, I'll get on it. And um, the, the next medium fic is not really intense like Radio Tower, but not okay. as rom-commy as this. Okay. So. But it's I really like that we have like a wide variety. Uh, this one centered around, um, how do you say, music? Okay. And it, it's about a girl who like meets her favorite rock star. Oh. And they fall in love. So. Wow, that's cool. That's exciting. So that's our next midfic. Yeah, our next midfic. Okay. Cool. It's eight chapters, but a couple chapters are going to be combined because they're. Yeah. Any eight chapters. Yeah. But uh, I'm really liking this so far. It's I like Draco. He's kind of like not obnoxious. Yeah. But of himself. Um, I also like that Harry, sometimes when people write Harry, they write him as like aloof and like not paying attention to anything. Like, I, you wonder how he's like head or but like here he seems to be like really insightful he's insightful and deep yeah yeah sometimes people just write harry like not like an idiot but idiot tendencies you know and i'm disappointed that jenny left him yeah i really i don't know i i'm interested to see if the author gives us a reason yeah, but like I said, I don't really like Ginny and Harry together because it just never sat right with me. But for her, them to be engaged and hit her to just take off is completely like yeah. Not cool. Yeah. So. Well, I don't remember if we find out, so we're in this together. Yes. <laughs> so. Awesome. But I'm gonna close this out. Uh, yeah. Uh. Thanks for joining us again, Chaotix. Uh, this is Johnny. Uh, remember to visit our Facebook and to just continue listening in. We love you all. Yeah, let us know how you're liking this fic. Uh, if you really dig these pairings, if you're looking forward to our next mid fic quickie, just drop us one. It's 
So Ships of Chaos, their name on Facebook. That was weird. <laughs> I said that weird. I'm having a weird day. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. fine. All I, right. I'm getting ready for the Comic-Con, so it's kind of chaotic here. You're in that final countdown. Yeah. So, and I, I'm, I'll be handing out uh, business cards at the Comic-Con, so let's see how that works. Exciting. Okay. All okay. right, Chaotics. We'll see you next Thursday. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on our journey today. We'd like to thank In Dreams for allowing us to read their story away. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and archive of our own at Ships of Chaos. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next Chaotic Thursday. <laughs> <laughs>